What's going on? Episode 25. Special guest, Austin English. If the uh, name sounds familiar, uh, you might recognize it from uh, Oklahoma University football lore. Uh, did a stint as a professional football player a while and then went to the natural progression of this wonderful podcast. What's going on, man? Hey, I'm just loving life. Great Welcome. to be on here. I'm excited about it. Can't wait to hear what the dude chain's all about. Well, <laughs> let's start off by uh, thanking you for coming on, spending yeah, your time it. with us. Yeah. You know, <coughs> this is a big uptick. I've been a father for the last eight and a half months, so, you know, to get to stay out past nine. <laughs> this is big. You know, know a little bit about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait till you get three of them and you get the look every time you come in after yeah. nine. Learn from other people, Josh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not gonna get three. <laughs> yeah, let, let, I'm not going out. Yeah, like let me that. let me tell you what three's like. <laughs> well, three is like when you when you think you're almost done with something, and then you turn the corner, and you got a whole another 18 years of it. That's what it is. We because I gauge my rearing of my children by. Uh, when they get to normal food, so I don't have to buy formula because normal food's cheaper. And then I get a tax break when they get potty trained because I have to quit buying diapers. Oh, my God. And then I obviously get a uh, a break as far as money goes because they go into school and I don't have to pay for daycare anymore. And I had the second one in school, and I thought that was it. I thought the light at the end of the tunnel, and then we had an accident. Mm. So bad. It was so bad that my wife cried when she told me she was pregnant with our youngest one because she thought I would be mad. That's how bad it was. That's how little I wanted the third child. But she's great. It's worth it. Uh, but um, got to go for number four. Connor need. I mean, no. Gunner need a brother. No, we uh, <laughs> we made sure that would be an impossibility. We made Don't a ninety nine point nine percent. So you see, let me let me tell you about that point one percent. There's a chance. Me, hey, we, I, we I'm a, a proud owner of a one percent. Point one percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We uh, I know a guy who actually had the surgery, and then found out a week after he had the surgery that he was pregnant with his fourth one. So, oh. I'm counting myself lucky. She's almost three. She's two and a half almost. So, anyway. Yep. Uh, we like to show a few videos, kind of break the ice and, and just kind of get it. So let's start off with this first one. I don't know if you guys have seen this one before. Instagram, don't be trying to report my account. My cousin want to pad it up, so we're going to pad it up. Man, he's just showing out for the camera. Finish showing what I do on Instagram. Come on, you can me, You got my show pads on. All right. But this Come on. All right, let's go. Damn. See you. Yeah, have you done? Do you remember this drill? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's what happened, messing with Brian baby. Yes, sir. Told him. Pad up, Charlie. Let's get it. Dude. Look. I know, honestly, you could probably talk to this. Yeah. I've hit a home run before. I've dunked a basketball and scored a touchdown and all that good stuff. But there is no better feeling than decleating another human being like that. No question. No question. It is the, because if you hit them right, you don't even feel it. You just, you fold them like a lawn chair, and it is hands down the best feeling in the world. It's over. You just, the ultimate power right there. Mm-hmm. You just feel like I'm on top of the world. I know. What else is there? 
It's addicting too. It's, it, once you do it one time, you want to do it again and again and again. I'll tell you what else there is. To every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Let me tell you about getting deeply. <laughs> so, uh, you guys are talking about how there's no feeling like decleating someone. There's also no feeling like getting absolutely decleated. And uh, it happened to me in a game. And I just, I honestly, I don't even know what happened. I just kind of woke up on the field in the middle of a game and <laughs> had to make my way to the sideline. Did everything move in slow motion? <laughs> for me? Yeah, for you. I mean, yeah, I caught a pass. And it was just a little hitch route. And I turned inside to take off upfield, and a scraping linebacker just ran right through me. And like I, I mean, the I caught. Did you hold on to it? No, man. I I didn't even have it secured yet. Like I seriously, like I got it. I turned my head, bam, cleaned me. I was like, I was like out. Like <laughs> it's hard to hold on to the football hey. when you sprawled completely out. Remember that? Remember that movie that made fun of all like varsity blues and all that? Yeah. When uh, they hit that kid and he, he split in half. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But same way though, I, I got depleted. Did you? Oh man, they blocked a punt. Mm. It was like on a four yard line, so I was like, touchdown is coming. I looked up to catch it, caught it, boom, knocked me out. All I do was smelling salt. Really? <laughs> Referee threw a you know threw a, uh, threw a flag, but you know because it uh-huh. interfering with the catch. It, I mean interfering with the catch. So I was like, oh, still didn't get that touchdown that day. I was so mad. Mm. But yeah, but it, got decleated, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What'd your coach tell you? Keep your head on a swivel. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's what every time someone should have been looking. I saw I, I one time we had this kid on punt return get hit by this other dude mm. in practice, and it, he had one of those hard chin traps, split it in half, mm. and he came to the sideline, didn't even realize that the guy cracked his face mask. It was hanging, oh. and he's just kind of like, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, you need to go see the trainer, man. <laughs> but, yeah, you know it. yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. But let's play that second video because I imagine this man feels like you and Jeff a little bit. Simon Cal equivalent, right? Yeah. So he he gets all messed up and it's gonna come hit those those boards and that dude hits the X the the guy that you would think was the jerk hits the X. Like, yeah, let's stop this. Howie Mandel or the Sri Lanka version was like, Yeah, I wanna see where this goes, man. <laughs> Made him keep going, dude. I'm kinda Made interested. Him keep going. <laughs> exactly, man. So that's, he's kinda that's, like that's dude. Cool. 
That's cold. It was cold. funny though. Let's see this for a while. He was dedicated <laughs> though, man. He was gonna he was gonna finish the thing. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you talk about getting knocked out. The one of the most memorable stories when I got knocked out one time is when I was uh, playing in Cleveland, and I knew it was gonna be bad from the very beginning because I was on kickoff return and I looked down and it was a middle return. I'm blocking R five on the kickoff. I look down and I just see this guy crossing himself up. I knew right then I was going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "This guy's willing to die." Yeah, but is he? I love it that much. It's <laughs> a fourth quarter. He's it's like, preseason. You're like, come on, man! I'm not I, doing it preseason. I don't want it. I don't want it one minute. I don't want it that bad. So I knew I was going to have to give it something. So I'm like, you know, I might have to put my head in here. So I try to put my head in. I turn just at the last second. Caught me right in the sweet spot. I thought I just fell over him. We watched the tape the next day. The tape's the worst part. I'm still blocking like this <laughs> for like five yards downfield and then end up falling over. And, and uh, Yeah, didn't see it. Crazy. Lights go out. I can hear everything, but just you go into that dream state. You were like that guy. You were going to finish the play, even though yeah. the play was finish long gone play. and over. Yeah, yeah. Those, those things, he got finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So so uh, so what's that? I mean, the the transition from the pros to college. What's what's that like? Because uh, I remember Roy, Roy, uh, Roy Williams. Yeah. Uh, you know, they asked him the same question because he came back for his senior year, and then mm-hmm. and he said, "Dude, he was lonely," mm. because he said in, in college, and I can kind of relate to this, but in college, you know, you can, you know, go hang out with your buddies. You know, you always have someone to go eat with. You always have someone to hang out and play video games with. Walk to class with and all that. He said in the pros, like he just went home and sat in his house because yeah. everyone meets up yeah. and then they go their separate ways and that's it. You know, oh, and it's man. it's a very very uh, wow. business like atmosphere. It I is. guess you can say it is. You get those veterans that have been there, you know, eight, nine, ten plus years. They come in drinking coffee. You know, it's 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 like business for them. They're uh-huh. wearing wearing slacks and a button down. They come bringing their lunch pail, so to speak, and they just come sit down. They go home to their families. All the rookies, right. the guys that got money, they go blow it. And then, you know, guys like myself who are, you know, edge of the roster guys, free agents, we're just kind of like trying to hold out in every penny we make. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we're just like, yo, so we're everybody hanging out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going that way. Yeah, no, it is. It's a completely different uh, animal because you're – it's a full-time business, and you don't you don't have people just wanting to hang out like you do in college. Right. Uh, college is, you know, everybody's homesick half the time, so they're just, you know, you forge that team uh, camaraderie real quick, and everybody's just quick to hang out, always have friends. You got roommates, for goodness sake. Yeah. yeah. So you go to the next next level, it's different completely. Yeah. What you got, Mike? Well, I got a question. I told him that when I told when that's why I was asking you, I was trying to make sure I got his last name spelled correctly when I was talking to one of the guys there. Uh-huh. And they went crazy on the question. So one of them was about his recruiting. Mm. Like, what else schools recruited you? And then what ultimately got you to Oklahoma coming from Texas? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think. So, I'm re- I mean, Texas is so big, right? I mean, mm. you can – I'm from Texas, but, you know, we're closer to three other capitals than Texas state capitals. So, yeah. you know <clears> – <throat> Uh, Austin's probably nine hours from where I'm at. I'm three hours from Norman, three about three and a half from Stillwater. Okay. Um, 
once the recruiting thing, the first team that started recruiting me was Penn State, uh, which was, you know, I was all about that for mm-hmm. about five minutes. Well, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, it was a pointy. I could have been, yeah, could have been right in the middle of that. Yeah. Wow. wow. But wow, then, uh, that's crazy. you know, as it kind of went on, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Penn State guy had kind of told me, you know, once you once one team starts offering you a lot of, you're going to just get more teams that start coming into the fold, and that's kind of the typical way it happened for me. Uh, OU came on board and OSU, several Big 12 schools. Um, I ended up committing earlier to OU before my senior year to okay. just get it out of the way. So yeah. really it was down to OSU and OU for me, both uh, good programs that were right down the road. Yep. And then yep. obviously you can't argue with OU's tradition and, you know, Coach Stoops and uh, his success that he was pouring in at that time and continued to have. Uh, it was – to go anywhere else for me uh, didn't make much sense. So yeah. that's kind of how I wound up in do you look at anyone else? I mean, as far as just visiting or anything like that? Going for visits. I, I did, I went to Stillwater, checked out Stillwater. Um, did you get the Bomb there. Squad? The Bomb Squad. Yeah, their dance team. I did not. I went to recruit and shit to Oklahoma State. Really? And uh, they had the Bomb Squad hang out with us. Wow. That's crazy. How was no, that? it wasn't crazy. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at like an 18-year-old kid, you know, and you've got this... 22 year old woman yeah. like flirting with you and you're like yeah i see how some of these kids like commit somewhere mm. and then a month later like yeah never mind you know yeah. and then they go because yeah because i mean that's the thing you're you. i mean you're you're 18 mm-hmm. about to make at that time the biggest decision of your life mm-hmm. and unfortunately your thought process isn't really ed- i mean i don't know about you but it's not education or it's football and and girls right and and they trot out someone like the bond and I remember this girl, the way she had a, a she had blonde hair, bobbed haircut. I mean, to this day, you know, just because of the attention, you know, like I said, you're 18 years old and you're like, mm. we're gonna get married and have a lot of kids, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah, I mean, you don't have a you didn't grasp with reality or anything no. like that. So well, and is the recruitment <clears throat> process the same for each individual, or do they kind of cater to the individual? Yeah. Like, okay. Like they may have come at you with the tradition and right. close to your family. family and stuff. Family. Right. They look took one look at Josh and they're like, "Get an eighteen year old, or uh, get this eighteen year old, a twenty two year old blonde Yeah, get, yeah, get this big cut. stupid guy, girl, <laughs> man. We're good. <laughs> yeah, get Captain Caveman over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm co-ed. <laughs> I always you hear the the lore behind recruiting trips, and maybe it's true for other people. I had a really lackluster recruiting. I think I came to Norman in like January. In between the semester mm-hmm. break, okay. I think right before it was cold outside, we didn't, we went to a guy's house. He ordered some pizza and we hung out. Yeah, like sold. You know, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. The I, I would say the recruiting game today has stepped up oh, yeah. for that reason. But yeah. same thing, all my recruiting trips were like, well, what are we doing? Oh, we're going to Fambros, like the college chilies, basically, yeah. and eating and going and playing video games. Yeah. And you're kind of like, all right. And then, you know, the coaches, you know, on the phone, they know your name and all that, but then they start talking to you and you're like, man, this guy doesn't know who I am, man. Like, you know what I mean? I'm a dude on a list, you know, that, that came in for this weekend and next week he won't even know who I am, you know, so. I used to do a game 
they all give you name tags for that very reason. So I used to do this game where I'd take my name tag off and see if the coach would actually remember my name. Yeah. It was pretty funny. They'd come up, and real, they'd look, and they didn't see it, and they'd startle. Hey, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Well, I mean, Coach, Coach Stoops actually knew my He remembered my name, though. What are you doing <laughs> all the way over here, you know? So that kind of sold it to me. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's ultimately what – I went to a, a D3 school, smaller yeah. school. Uh, I, brought, I broke my ankle before my junior year, so I missed my entire junior year. So my senior year – I was getting recruited, but it was a lot of walk-on stuff. Yeah. Uh, or, hey, we got three scholarships. I played tight end, so we got three scholarships. Uh, and these are the positions we need, but if this guy turns it down, whatever, you know. Right. That one of those things. So the reason I chose the school I went to was the coach that recruited me from Howard Payne University. Uh, his name was Charlie Moot. Uh, super cool dude. But he called my house a dozen times. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of those things where it's like, man, if I'm going to walk on somewhere, go, you know, mm. when, you know, like from that standpoint, you know, because, you know, you had the Naval Academy and Air mm. Force and all that recruiting and offering. But it's just kind of those things like, you know, I, I actually want to go where the guy remembers my name and knows who I am and knows my parents and all that. So and I think that's a lot mm. of the kids, which is is why I kind of have an issue with coaches being able just to kind of come and go as they please, but then you're locking these kids in mm-hmm. for ridiculous amount. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, if, if you go here, you can't do this for this long, and coaches put in stipulations on where a kid can transfer or can't transfer and all that, yeah. which I understand you don't want these kids, you know, playing the free agency game, but I do think if they meet requirements that – the coaches in the school should have no say in, in what goes on. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> I agree that uh, something can't, something could be done if they put their heads together to do to, to find something that right. was a middle ground. But could you imagine if it was just open open field? I mean, everybody, everybody be everybody. Well, it's, it's almost like that anyway. leave when they wanted to if a coach left like that. Yeah. I mean, it would be as emotional as – you know, young me. I mean, we say we're mature, but I, I wasn't mature then. You know, right. you get all these things and coming here, there, and you could just leave. I mean, you'd have teams that, you know, were competing for championships one year, and then they're just they're nowhere to be found. I mean, you'd have oh, mass yeah. exits. Yeah. It's like baseball, like the Kansas yeah. City Royals. Like, they were terrible for so long. They got all these good prospects because they got the top picks. Yeah. Won the World Series, and where are they at now? Because right. everyone becomes free agents, and, and they and get their the money. money. Exactly, yeah. and they go to you know, the big teams. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and it almost is free agency now mm-hmm. with, with you know, kids uh, foregoing the spring semester their senior year and getting, you know, summer school and clefting out of courses. By the time they're, they're technically sophomores, they've graduated. And they can go to any master's program they want, mm-hmm. and so you see, you even you kind of have it even in now. Yeah. Uh, and so, I'm, uh, a, I'm a proponent of paying. Yeah. Might as well just do away with the amateurism of college sports. Pay them as semi-professionals. Yeah. Pay them as a a employee of the university, and let them pay for their own books. Let them pay for all the. You're essentially a a farm system for the NFL anyways. Let's call yeah. it what it is. Yeah. Go ahead and pay them a salary. Let them choose to do what they want with it. Yeah, because it. they make a well, lot of money well, off the guys. And the thing is... They is, do they make a lot of money off the guys. They do get a free education, which is cool. Right. Yeah, uh, no question. But yeah. I never get this, like, 
you have to get permission to get cream cheese for a bagel. Right. I think you should be able to feed them as much as they want. And they've gotten to that. Right. And then, but I think, I, dude, I would say give them two thousand dollars a month. Mm. If I mean, if they're eating wherever they want, mm. a couple thousand, you can go on a date and buy some nice clothes yeah. and all that. Because <clears throat> you know this more than I do, but like, you don't have to buy clothes if you're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like shoes, all the clothes are provided for you. Yeah. So basically skivvies and you're good because they give you all the hoodies and t-shirts you need. Uh, and then, you know, per diem money when you travel. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be face it. When we would, when we would travel, we would have, we would have catered, uh, in, in the conference room and then you get some per diem money. Well, no one used the per diem money to eat. We all ate in the, in the, <laughs> yeah. the conference not- room and people <laughs> saved it and went and bought Jordans or something like right. that when they got home. So, yeah, uh, you know, you give them a nice, you know, five hundred dollars a week. I mean, that's more money than I get to spend with with three kids. So a college <laughs> kid could have tons of fun with it. You know, right. yeah. Well, wouldn't it? I know, I know that you know paying the players. A lot of people agree with that, but doesn't it do? It's not as simple as just saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to pay them and and do that." Because the way that the universities, a lot of them run, they run like a. Um, like kind of a non-profit type deal, um, even though they take in a lot of money. So, like, it would change the structure of the economics of everything. And it'd be a complicated change, wouldn't it? (laughs) All right, man. Who invited the accountant to this conversation, man? I'm just asking. Like, everybody everybody says that's the solution. But I'm like, how complicated is the solution? Do you know how much those schools get paid off those student athletes? They get paid billions, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, to, to to implement that kind of a change, you're changing everything. And also, where does most of that money come from? Well, it comes from people who donate to the college. And why do people donate to the college? Because they feel that school tie to it. They feel that pride. Mm-hmm. And they like thinking that these kids, in a way, kind of play for them. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't ever no. discount the mentality of the booster. No. Well, by that Boosters way. think they own people. Oh. <laughs> Down south in Austin proves that. Yeah. <laughs> we won't get too far into it. But based on that argument, you would... You're basically saying that somebody who graduates from the English department go write a book one day, and then they, you know, alma mater hits them up for some extra bucks. Yeah. You're saying that they wouldn't donate to them because they pay the teachers? I'm just saying the ones who, no, I'm, I'm saying they wouldn't donate. I mean, cause just because you pay the player doesn't mean that, that that athlete or that student in the stands feels like they're not playing for them anymore. I mean, I'm sure if. It was the same. No, I was at college loyalty. Uh, well, but yeah, but the thing is, is the average student, and this is one thing we always talked about uh, on our when we were on the team, is you know we would get up in the morning, go to meetings, and yeah. usually do our weight sessions. Then we go to we eat breakfast and go to class, and then we'd be in the in the training room for an hour, hour and a half beforehand, getting ready to practice. Practice for two hours, then you're in the training room for an hour afterwards. Uh, and so essentially your day starts at six in the morning and finishes around seven at night mm-hmm. when you figure in classes and all that. Whereas you're going to class with the normal student who's taking 12 to 18 hours tops. He's only in class three or four hours a day. Right. You know what I mean? And so he gets done. And when you're all running off to the, the, the training room, and all that, he's going in and studying. Whereas in when you get done, you eat by eight o'clock, you're done eating. Then you got to crack open the books and start, you know, studying for the thing, you know, the classes yeah. and so forth. So it, it's almost like a full time job. Well, and no, and and I will never discount the student athlete because uh, it's like you said, you know, I had all the time in the world to study and prepare for class. 
I mean, the only thing I had going on extra was my job and sleeping. I mean, I wasn't tied to any kind of thing like, like what y'all were having to go through. Um, and, you know, it's hard to stay on top of the requirements even, you know, when you don't have all that extra right. stuff on top of it, you know, and all the traveling yeah. that you guys have to do and everything. So, no, I, I'm not well, trying not, to discount yeah. that. I just always hear the just pay the players. And I'm like, yeah. is it really that simple, though? Right. Or I think you can't. I think if you – if you were to give them a set amount, like you can, you 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 can only give a player two thousand dollars a month. Then I think you take out the powerhouses from like trying to, you know, pay. You know what I mean? Just just set it standard, set it at a competitive level so everyone can do it. Everyone can afford to pay the players. You know what I mean? And then, well, I heard the big argument is like the other sports. You know, mm. in this area is football. You know, those guys bringing right. in millions and millions of dollars right. all the time. But then, yeah. but unfortunately, Oklahoma got a lot of athletes and they're winning all kinds of championships. So yeah. it's kind of balanced there. But if you have a team, you know, like Kansas, yeah. football, boop, yeah. but basketball, are you good? Like, are you going to play the football players the same as you're going to play a basketball player or yeah. a lacrosse team? It's just a, it's a student you, athlete. You should, but <clears throat> then people get up relevant. But, but I'm like, saying if you, if you pay them all the same, then you can drive harder penalties on these kids if they get caught Here's, cheating. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of hypocritical to make money off of them, and then like Peter Wark, for example, walks out of Dillard's, made fifteen <laughs> bucks for like two thousand dollars worth of clothes, yeah. and you you know yeah. you get on him, but then Lane Kiffin has all types of recruiting uh, issues and just bounces up to USC, and then mm-hmm. the kids and the incoming coaching staff are stuck to pay the penalty for what he did. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's here's where I, I want to go with it, though, and I want to hear your opinion on this. What if instead of the colleges paying the players, colleges keep doing what colleges do, and they provide sports, kids can come on, they can get a scholarship, they can play sports or whatever else, but what if they had a little bit of competition? What if the NBA, the NFL, and all these other big, you know, like Major League Baseball, hockey, what if there's a little bit of competition out there? What if you didn't have to go to college and play football to get into the NFL? What if they had a little competition? And like you said, more like a farm league yeah. like there is with baseball. What if they had that for football and for basketball? That way the people who are like focused on like, look, hmm. I don't need a college degree because if I don't make it in football, I'm going to have to go some other direction altogether. I want to focus 100% on that. So they maybe go there. Another guy's like, you know what? I can compete, possibly still get in the league, but I can also get a degree. Then they can go do that. And then it frees up the colleges to have. Now, it takes away talent, obviously, but there's still going to be talent. Colleges are still going to be competitive, and it's still going to be the same. It's just there's going to be also a little competition, this other route. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, with the way the system is set up right now, and again, the last thing I want to come across is that somebody should feel bad for a college athlete. They shouldn't. Let's, let's face it, in today's market, we are, a college athlete is doted on. They have everything that they need, want. Uh, I know we hear these horror stories here and there. You know, every once in a while you, you hear somebody that had a tough time. That's very few. And f- I would say it's few and far between. Uh, but a, a system like that and the way that the system's set up right now, by having the NCAA and all the sanctions – they have a monopoly on semi-pro football. Yeah, yeah. Because the fan, yep. the fan base, is already attached to these universities. So as long as they 
you still have these, you have NCAA college football. There's no way that a semi, well, I can't say no way, but in my mind, I don't think that there's a, enough room to build an alternative semi-pro league. Every time they've tried to build something that's semi-pro other than arena football, it's died. I yeah. mean, yeah. it's not been able to compete. XFL, so, baby. 2020. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, I, I there's a lot of ways you could you could look at it. And well, I, yeah, and we're obviously not going to solve that problem no, here. That's exactly. all. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm it those, is. I'm just one of those guys that when it comes to the universities and the colleges, I I could say we do away with them for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of opinions on on college education, secondary education. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What that, but, what that's worth. But to kind of go back to what you were saying that. Yeah, the student athlete does have a, uh, a, I mean a plus. I mean it, it's work, but I mean it's it's plush. I mean you know what you signed up for, right? And they they take they take well, right? Of you. And was, and I'm just speaking from experience. I had I had issues trans, you know, uh, not transferring, transitioning from that into the real world. Yes. Did you have that? The same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's very difficult because you have a silver spoon. Everything's done. Everything for is you. easy. You didn't. I didn't. I your so your social life. Yeah. Piece of cake. Girls. Piece of cake. Every. You know what I mean. Anything and everything. And then you get in the working world, and they don't care. No. They don't. They. They have. They. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> did you get the memo? That's all they care okay, about right. because they don't care what you did, and no. so. And I found. That coming from that that life to mm -hmm. the real world, I ended up dating this girl for probably nine months longer than I should have. <laughs> and, you know, fortunately, I met my wife. But when I met my wife, I looked back on it and I realized the only reason I dated her is because she was still in college. <laughs> so that social life yeah. and what <laughs> I was accustomed to being in college, yeah. she provided that for me by dating her. Because, right. you know, I hung out with her friends and, mm -hmm. and did the, you know, kind of stuff that she did. And and like I said, it was, it was a very toxic relationship. But it wasn't her that I was technically dating. It was that, you know. And, and that's probably one of the roughest times of my life. You know, was trying to get through that, mm. you know, transition period of like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So. Yeah, when football was over for me, I had a dead spell for a while. I mean, it was just it was weird. It was a hard yeah. transition. You have the same routine, same pattern for your life. Exactly. Uh, Every fall you're playing football. Every spring you're playing football. Summer you're training. Mm -hmm. You get a little break here. You get Fourth of July. Uh, but for the most part, your my life and my schedule. By no way would I compare it to like military. But Corey, I'm sure you know when you have a regimented life like that and you get used to something, <clears throat> it's a transition when you break that. Uh, that Absolutely, routine. Mike. That because Mike was Air Force for 20 yeah. years and yeah. It's the same. You don't know what to do. Yes. You're so used to everything uh, there for you. And mm -hmm. you're same old, same old. And all of a sudden, it's like, boop. Yeah. Welcome to real life. Mm -hmm. you not mean, saying I, everything else wasn't real life, but. Yeah. Real yeah. life hits hard, too. <laughs> like, real You're life. like, maybe I got to schedule a dentist appointment. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> no doubt. Or you get hurt. <laughs> right. Like, you know, oh, I get yeah. sick or whatever. I just go to the trainer, and, and he would take care of everything, you know. I got to wait And it's like, mine? wait, what? <laughs> I gotta pay money for this stem machine now. <laughs> Forget. 
Dude, my so. biggest thing was learn how to dress. Oh yeah, I was like, no, dude, oh no my god. god, I had no work <laughs> to do now. I had to go shopping. Mm-hmm. I had to go shopping so I could interview. Yeah, somewhat decent. Mm-hmm. Like I went to my first interview and the girl laughed. The receptionist laughing because she could tell because I left the tag on one of the shirts. You gonna take it like, back? She could tell, man. It was like brand new. <laughs> You was going to take it back after that day. No, <laughs> man. I just, it's just one of the fold line. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> so you got PNs in it, that little you know, paper. But that's, that's the thing, man. Because it's like, dude, you know what I used to wear? Speaking of speaking of that, I used to wear those sweater vests mm. with nothing else underneath it. What? You what? want to talk about bad fashion, no. man? Oh, you got a dude. picture of that? Let's no, go. man. I wish I did. But, dude, that was like, that was 90% of my, like, formal dress. Like, like, hey, man, please dress up for us. You got it, coach. You got it, coach. <laughs> Here comes John with sweater vest. <laughs> sweater vest with no <laughs> nothing, with nothing under. underneath it, man. Yeah, I mean, in college, you don't leave the game day sweats. Yeah. You got a steady rotation of game day sweats. Yeah. You get, over the years, you accumulate so much uh, apparel that, yeah, you're wearing this one day. I mean, you just in and out of them. You look back at it now, and you're just like, Probably looked like a bum. <laughs> yeah, but it was so. But it, it dude, it's so easy, cool. man. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like just when you're like, up, slide yeah, it on, go you got now. You got to buy your own clothes now. You know, and you're like, yeah. what? What? Yeah. How much? Seventy five dollars <laughs> for these shorts? <laughs> I, do, I do. I do have a question. Do student athletes do they have to buy those slip on sandals that they all wear? Because no. like every no. student athlete, you can always no. sell. It's probably something they got in a bowl game. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like. Speaking of bowl game, what was the uh, the little goodie bag at the uh, at the national championship? What did you get in there? Right there, at, from that point on, they started doing these gifting suites, and I think it kind of caught fire. And, and I think to this day, they, for a lot of those bowl games, they all kind of do that. Um, they do. You have so many points, and then you mm. can pick from multiple different items. Oh, okay. And so you, they had like a little recliner in there, a little Sony, you know, five disc DVD changer, surround sound. Well, you got a lazy boy? What? Like, yeah, like, it was, oh like, like, yeah, that's, that's what I pick for my, usually for me, I usually, like, uh, use that to, like, get all my family, like, Christmas presents or something like that. <laughs> there you go. There you, there you go. go. There you go. We would, usually, the way it would work, you'd get a, you'd get a gifting bag from, like, your university. They could, they could give you a gift, and then the bowl would actually give you a gift. So, I think our OU that year gave us, like, you know, Couple hundred dollars at Best Buy, like okay. a gift card to that, and okay. then then the bowl game had that this the gifting suite. I think they yeah. got the surround sound system. Yeah, the, the, there was another question. It's like, what was your favorite story from OU? That's gotta be that's gotta be crazy. My favorite story from <laughs> OU, man. There's so many uh, great ones. I, I love the OU Texas game. That was one of my favorites. I I, I always t- I had good games in mm-hmm. those. Found a way. Or, yeah, I hated you during. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that I mean, those nat- those are naturally gonna stick out. That that late hit on Colt McCoy. Hey, to this day, uh, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I was <laughs> thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I will always. <laughs> hold, that guy's a jerk. And, and I would be dead honest with you. I've actually, you know, as fate would have it, I uh, ended up in Cleveland with Colt. Colt got drafted there uh-huh. this year. I didn't get drafted. Went there as a free agent, and so we actually had to have this conversation. We, did, he, did he bring up the late hit? Oh, we talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we talked What'd about it. What'd you tell him? Keep your head on a swivel, son? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said. I mean, it would be bad if that was the only time I hit you. But I hit you plenty of times when yeah. the whistle was. No, but in yeah. all joking aside, he he couldn't hear the whistle. The only reason he knew it uh, was because he's a quarterback. I didn't know. I, was, I had no lineman on You me. didn't hear the whistle? No, not at all. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk that. You didn't. Yeah. Like I mean, that was so blatant. I mean, I, that was so blatant that you. I don't know how you don't get a flag for that. You know. <laughs> yeah, what I mean? that's. Like, I, I think. Tried that, like I would have expected. <laughs> you know flag. what? To be honest with you, I don't even think I was mad at you for the hit. I think I was mad for the lack of the flag. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. really, the only time I ever got a penalty most of the time was late hits, yeah. and it was always judgment calls. Right. Like, right. you know, and, and there are a couple times I hit the guy. And the and and you kind of look out the corner of your eye. You hope you're gonna see that flag, and you see yeah. the flag coming. You're like, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, pay to play. Pay to that's play. pretty yeah. cool, though, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. was he was he perturbed about it? Or no, nah, he's a he's a great funny a funny story. Our our careers paralleled, right? He he came from a small school in Texas mm-hmm. called Jim Ned. We played in high school in the playoffs. My senior oh really? Year. Our senior okay. years, and he was known that he was gonna go to uh, to Texas, and then at that point, I had known that I was gonna go to OU. And uh, we bested them on that day. Thank goodness we were, the, you know, the clock ran out because they, they were mounting a comeback, and they were coming back pretty quick. So we won that game, and then, you know, everything went through our careers, and we ended up playing against each other there, and then both ended up in Cleveland together. And I, you know, got to, got to visit with them, got to know them a little bit because we were both rookies. Uh-huh. Great guy, really good guy. Yeah. Uh, I have all the respect in, for, for him and what he not only did at Texas, but what he's done in his professional career too, so. Yeah, I wish there was bad blood there, but <laughs> no, man, we, yeah, we got after each other so much. And hey, he's got the end last laugh. I think he ended up beating us three out of the four times we played him. So unfortunate. No, two out of three. I guess. Yeah, two out of three. That's what I saw. But, what was the, but it had to be like hard, you know. Well, yeah, that was well, hard. Well, hit, no, I'm man. talking about. It. I guess you wasn't like you was homesick because most of the team was from Texas. Mm. You know, stuff like it had to be yeah. hard going back into Dallas, you know, wearing that crimson and cream and mm. you got daughters. Because they see your stat, they see you from Texas, you know, they see Texas, mm-hmm. Texas, Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Texas setup, recruit you? They didn't. They did uh, for like, you know, one of those, yeah, come by the stadium things. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was down there for the state track meet okay. and it was right next door because they run it in, at um, UT's track stadium and they were like yeah come over the next day so i went through and they they walked me through but as far as like a, a real formal, you could tell man like it's kind of like yeah they just that wasn't on their radar yeah. it's just that happens uh i wasn't on many and, know, and, and a lot of people think that it's just if you're a good player all the schools want you right. but they may not the one thing i learned was they may not need a need have a need for you sure you know they may be like Probably oklahoma state up. for example Guys, like, hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. We'd like you to come, but we've got eight tight ends. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and you know, so you want to play lineman, mm-hmm. which you know, I you have know, you know, 18 year old. I'm like, no, man. I want to score. Dude, yeah, on, man. <laughs> See this chiseled chin? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But but that that's the that's the kind of thing that people. I don't think a lot of people realize is that. Right. Is that they they go in like a draft board in the NFL? Like, okay, mm-hmm. where are our needs? That's who we need to recruit. Sure. So you may have a great kid who talent wise could fit on the team, but you've already got three talented guys at his position. And I mean, now they're the freaks that you're gonna move around everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got one uh, kicker or something like that. It's, it's you know, sometimes it's just about timing. Right. But yeah, coming home playing though, you yeah. know, you know. Coming back to Texas, that made it that much more. I mean, you naturally want to uh, play up for that game, uh, being a Texas guy, and then you come back and everybody going into that 
the setup around the fair is just awesome. You know, they drive in on the bus, and you just got all the Texas fans on this side yeah. flipping you yeah. off. And then you, got, <laughs> yeah, and then you got all the OU fans, you're, you know, cheering you on, pointing point the finger. And there's the same, you know, just flipped whenever Texas bus comes in. So <laughs> it's just an electric atmosphere there th- around the Cotton Bowl. So uh, you get some family to the game, like a few extra families. So you want to show out for them too. Yeah. So. yeah, especially with guess when you went and played at Tech. Yeah. Man, a funny, funny thing about that, in playing at Tech, I, you know, I was bit by the injury bug many times in my career. I never made it long enough into the season to play against Tech. Oh, really? I missed it my my sophomore year. I broke my ankle mm-hmm. and had a pin put in it, and I was going to try to come back for that game. But I literally just had surgery earlier in the week. Um, and I could, to be honest, I mean, it was just – they say that the, the fibula is a non-weight-bearing bone. But you can. I guess I'm not tough. I don't know because <laughs> the pin was there, and they even you know helped me out with some some pharmaceuticals, and I still just didn't feel right. You know what I mean? I don't blame me. I wouldn't. Have, and I uh, feel right. I wouldn't play. I don't know. I'm sure there's people out there that are. Maybe I walk funny. Maybe mine is a weight bearing bone. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I broke my tibia and fibula, mm-hmm. and. The tibia is the weight bearing one supposedly, yeah. but I I always felt the tug on the on the yeah. fibula like for some reason. Yeah. When I started you know running rehab and all that, it was I always felt like that thing was gonna tibia felt fine. Now I got five screws in it, so you'd figure that'd be the one you're kind of ginger with. But I always just felt like if I moved my foot the wrong way, it was gonna snap that fibula in half again. So a little kickstand. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm so you. didn't make it back for that one, but tech to play at Lubbock. Lubbock's probably one of the ruthless, most ruthless stadiums to play in. Oh, I mean, wow. they, their fans well, do their dude, home, they do their homework. They throw tortillas. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. You know, you know what Texas it takes. Where Marcus Smart jumped into the stands. You know what? You yeah, know what? Uh, game. You know what we used? To, what we used to say down in San Antonio was like, to get into tech, you have to know how to spell your name and have a pulse, and only one <laughs> of them is, is required. Smart. You know what I mean? Because it and it really kind of was. It's like you kind of applied. For all the schools, and if you didn't get in, then you applied to Tech because they took everybody. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it, it's kind of like that. You know, there's some – I mean, it's a good school, but but it is kind of lax on the uh, the admission requirements. There's some rough ones. Yeah, those were always tough. And they seem to always get our number down there in Lubbock, too. So speaking, of, <clears throat> speaking of tibias and fibulas, mm. you want to play that? Yeah, let me let me test the sound real quick on the the video we did previously, right. and then we'll move on. Dude, Masters was this past weekend. Are we recording still? Yeah. All right, Masters was this past weekend. Anyway, on uh. Wednesday they have a uh, like a part three tournament or something like that. It's kind of just one of those 
kickoff festivities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, can you play it now? Yeah, great. Go ahead and play it, yeah. At eight. This dude hits a hole in the wall. And now at the seventh hole, this was just a moment ago, Tony Finau. Good shot. Dude, this is going to be his wife and four children with him. Oh! Whoa! Don't hurt yourself. Dude, look, look. He pops pops it back into place. Let's hope he did. Dude, he pops it back into place. Effort, like, with no effort whatsoever. He He dislocated his ankle, popped it back into place, and then led. He was the leader Thursday. So he walked 18 holes after that. What a G. I mean, he, he just, ain't that's he, just he like popped it, and he still, he, he, he did the golf tip, the hat, the wave, everything. He, he had, had to have done that before, man. He did that. No, before. no, man. No, you didn't. No. What? I'm telling you right he now, he will never, ever do that again. Mm-mm. Next saying, time he hits a hole in one, he's going to gingerly walk up to that. Do his tip well, the hat. <laughs> just have his just hat the like, way he pops it back in, it looks like that has to be something that's happened before. You don't just like call no, it's, it's, just it's, like it's, tap uh, your finger. It's natural. I've dislocated my big toe. And uh, I was playing intramural basketball, and my toe was pointing straight up. I could feel it in my shoe. I yes, went into, like, the, the locker room, and, and that was my instinct was to try and pull it back into place. Right. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the bone was sticking through the skin. So I had to, you know, go to the emergency room with stitches and get it put in. But but I think it's natural. I just think when you have that, you just – and you feel yeah, it like that. Grab it. He did it smooth, uh, though. I yeah, mean, he, he did. Like, no, props to him, man. He, and then, he had a hole in one, so he was – he was there. And then he, he but like I said, then yeah. he led Thursday, so he played well enough to oh, he, lead Thursday. Yeah, you went and played. Yeah. Augusta's hilly, man. That's a lot of walking up. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he finished because of it, obviously, because that was gross. But talk about a dramatic change of events. Yeah, you sink a hole in one. one. You're just a top, You're of the, top of the world. You're, You're eh, 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 finger point, you know, celebration, <laughs> just pointing at everybody. And then all of yeah, a sudden, but, oh, oh, yeah, dude. Dude, man, that's, they, that's when you do the Shooter McGavin yeah. and then walk up there, <laughs> put it back in, and then go on like your day, man. man. That's the, <laughs> yeah, how's he, yeah, how's that one go over in the head? He shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't nope. have yeah. nope. Oh, You're like, wow. nope, guys. Mm-mm-mm. Well, They're let's gonna get... tell that at his funeral. Oh, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> they had a picture of him pumping an ankle in, showing a video. Oh wow, but that's intense. So, how is how is life now being a dad? Oh. You just take you off the sports thing and get into the life. Top of the world. Um, that's something I've always wanted to do. Always had plans of doing, having a family, starting a family, and being able to be a dad. I had a great dad in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always had great men, you know, to to lead me and to raise me so to be able to pass that forward and to have a son uh to be able to try to raise him i just it's exciting yeah i know now what so many other parents have said before me and that you know it's it's a feeling like no other yeah so that's that's my take so far um i still haven't gotten to that point where i'm just like Completely exhausted, yeah. you know, frustrated. I got a great teammate, my wife, so That's nah, we, we were able to give each other enough. Good. You know, it's it's one of those things where they'll frustrate the dog turd out of you. Yeah, n- yeah. for twenty three hours, mm-hmm. 
but then that one hour every right. day, like they'll do something, and it, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, not not to get sappy because that's not very dude like. No. But uh, but that's that's kind of it. It's just like it kind of comes back to like why you do it. And right. Like if uh, if your son didn't want to play football, because right. I get this asshole that you know, because my son is is tiny. And so they're like, well, what if he doesn't play football? You know, and my wife and I kind of talk. We want him to play sports sure. of some sort because of the lessons that are taught in sports. Mm. Uh, camaraderie, team, being, you know, reliable and all that. But doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I enjoy watching him play with Legos. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. watching my son play Legos or watching my daughter play basketball, you know, and, and stuff that, you know, I was – not really into, but I just enjoy watching them enjoy it, you know, yeah. and that's kind of where it comes from, you know, and, and that's why I don't get how some of these parents, like, <laughs> freak out, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they just, you know, go over, I, I don't, I don't get it. You They're know, living vicariously. Right, and, I'm just, and that's the thing, and, and, you know, it's just like, man, saw, just enjoy watching them enjoy right, it, right. you know? Yeah, I saw something on the way over here, you know, the ballpark was just over there and um which was interesting enough the guy was like driving his kid home in one of those like side-by-side razors Mm -hmm. i guess he lives close and he's just like i'll just jump in that and take him to the ball fields or whatever but anyways like the kid you know he's like he's dressed he's dressed in all his like baseball gear but like i guess maybe the dad was a coach but like he was like decked out in gear like Tactical T-ball, man. It was so oh, crazy, dude. dude. Corey can attest to it, too, man. Like, like oh. some of this stuff is... Like, we played one team the other day. They had polos and <laughs> coaches' shorts and all oh, that. It looked you know, good. You're like... Wow. <laughs> you're like... Parents match. Yeah. <laughs> the parents match. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a racket, man. Mm. It's a racket. You yeah. know, all of it is. When I, I mean, was a just... kid, man, my mom and all her friends made T-shirts that said the mean mothers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Martha. Oh, Martha. Oh, Martha. When you look at it from baseball all the way from T-ball up, it's the only sport that the coaches gets in full gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It is. But it's kind of kind of funny, too. Did y'all have to wear I know, because they got numbers, too. Like, I mean, you, it'd be cool if they let them sub in. right? <laughs> that would be. I'd be like, I got this. Like, like <laughs> he goes out to take the mound, and he's like, I got this, boys. <laughs> Give me Ricky. No. Yeah. I got it. No, uh, with, with the baseball gear, I was asking Josh, uh, did y'all ever wear like the leggings, the ones you pulled over your socks? Oh, the stirrups? The stirrup yeah. things? Yeah. Do they still wear those at all? Like, no. They don't do that anymore, do they? No, now it's solid socks. old baseball. Yeah. Yeah, already got their legs all the way down. That's under armor. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. I remember our baseball pants used to go right below the knee, mm-hmm. and you had to wear, you know, yeah. the high socks. Yeah, now, ours, ours had like a belt. Now it's just basically a pair of wind pants yeah, almost. You pretty know? much. Yeah, so. now they don't, like, they make fun of you if you pull your, yeah. hike them up. Like, if you, yeah. Yeah. Now you got to, like, just wear the long, cool pants. Jogging pants. Yeah, you don't, yeah. Yeah. you don't pull them up anymore. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I was, I was, a, I pulled it up. I, I, you know, you look at it from a percentage, like an odds standpoint, dude, a lot of people are investing in disappointment. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. it's like, I mean, you have, I mean, for the NFL, I think it's like less than half a percent mm-hmm. even have an opportunity to try out for the NFL. Yeah. And then it's even smaller than that to actually make it. And that's, 
that's not the population. That's just people who make it to the varsity level in high school and actually have a shot at going and playing college and, and so forth. You're looking at less than half a percent. So for every 10, you know, for every 100 people or 200 people, only one of those people is actually going to even get a shot at even being considered for the NFL. You know, yet people invest so much money and, and time into this stuff that it's... Yeah, and, and do you think that <clears throat> they invest in too much of their kids, you know, because now, like baseball, it's all year. Mm, they yeah. constantly have their kids going all year. And I remember playing football. You play football, and then you go to another sport, basketball, or track. Right. You know, you're your thing. But now everybody, you're going to camp, you're going doing this, you're going to that. And sometimes it can feel like those kids are like, you know, you're forced, like you said, to make your little parents, and you like burn them out before you reach college. I think that's a big issue. I, I, I don't know what the numbers look like, but, you know, kids nowadays, Back before there was all these organized sports, like kids would actually get together and, and make their own games. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go outside, you'd play football in the street. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. You didn't yeah. need the – now everything's organized. You don't see kids out playing anymore. Mm-hmm. We found our old ball no. under the deck whenever they tore out my mom and dad's deck. We used to take a ball of tin full and we'd roll it up. And then we'd wrap paper towels around that. And then we'd wrap <laughs> tape around that. And that was our ball. And yeah. then we played tape ball in the backyard. Ask anybody that grew up with me tape about ball. tape ball. Oh, with a broom? With a broom yeah. handle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're on some. Yeah, we played a lot of tape ball. Wow. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's too organized. Yeah. And, unfortunately, I think sometimes the kids uh, don't feel like they can say they don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's... I know personally, I just think that's just one thing that my wife and I try. I mean, we want them to play sports. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do something to be active. Right. But don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that kind of thing. Maybe people are just scared. It's like, if I don't have my kids in sports, he's going to spend all of his time fleeking his eyebrows on Instagram. Dude. That's, that's all you want to do anymore. <laughs> Some goth kid with eyeliners and a choker and all that. That's the other side of it, too. Like, like, we got to get this kid out of the house. Yeah, it's like, it's like, get in the car. We're going to go cry somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the social media thing, that's another thing that's, that's, yeah, probably hindered a lot of, I don't know what I would have done if, Social media. Oh, it's, it's funny, you thank know. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, no I've camera been, phones. One of yeah. my, one of my best friends back home, he was like, man, he goes, my nephew is, uh, he's 17 and he doesn't want to get his license. He's like, these kids don't have to leave their house, man. Mm. He goes, they hang out with each other, you know, online because they, yeah. they either play video games or they're doing social media stuff. Like he's like, you know, like we would sit around our house and get cabin fever real bad, especially oh, yeah. if mm-hmm. our parents were home. And like, so we, I mean, we drove around town just to drive around town, like. You would circle the Sonic. You'd the drag. The other side of town. You go down the drag. Yeah, man. Then if you. 12th Street. Yeah, like, what's up, girl? Meet me at Hastings. Yeah. Meet me at Hastings. I'll be back in 15 minutes. Oh, hey. What's up, girl? Meet me at the Piggly Wiggly. Meet me at the Piggly Crest. Wiggly. Did anybody else's grandparents ask them, like, if they ever said they were bored in the house, did your grandparents put you to work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could never say we were oh, bored. Oh, I didn't even say we were. I didn't even get the chance to say I was bored. Yeah. My mom would lock us outside. Yeah. Like, as soon as as soon as you know the dew went, and during the summer, <laughs> it's like you. it's like come back in three hours for lunch, and and you kind of did, you kind of just was like, all right, so you yeah. kind of play around the backyard until you know the neighbor kids were able to come out, and then you'd ride the bikes and and all that. I mean, and yeah, you know you you you'd hurt yourself every now and then, but I don't know, I just I I couldn't we you know we got a Nintendo, but it's just like. 
to me, it got boring to me. You yeah. know, eventually yeah. you could play it for a couple hours, but then you'd kind of want to do something well, else. Nintendo was frustrating. You'd have to walk away because you'd get really good at a game and there was no saving. There was no anything like You're that. You're talking about Doug Hunt, dude. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, you get, you Mario get, like, Brothers 3, man, was on my parents' TV for, like, yeah, you, you a get week. frustrated with these games, man. Weeks. Because... We would come in and be mad because they would play. My parents would play three levels ahead when we mm-hmm. went to bed, you know, and you're yeah. like, dude, what? You know, so. you up. Well, yeah. and I remember uh, the worst was, um, you know, you'd you'd be finally getting somewhere and doing good, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna beat this game, and then like your parents are like, all right, it's time to go. So the only option you had was just leave it on and hope it didn't freeze up while mm-hmm. you were gone, because you couldn't do anything else, man. You couldn't yeah. save it. They, then you got to blow you, in the cartridge. Yeah, and if you turned it off, it, it yeah. wasn't like you wiggle picked it, up where you left it off. It in there. It went back to the beginning of the Two game. Memories. Yeah. Two memories. Yeah. Yeah. Like Double stars. dragon, oh. man. I don't know how many times I almost beat Double Dragon. But you have to start over at the end. Yeah. That's a good point, man. Now you can get like all the Nintendo games on an emulator for like oh, 20 bucks. I'm trying to build an old classic one. That's my next project. And I want the other thing classic. is, like, it's a lot harder to beat oh, a game oh, when oh. you can't just Google how to beat <laughs> the game. Oh, do you remember? Yeah, you remember when you used to have to call the one eight or the one nine hundred number? Yeah, if you got stuck. You had to call Nintendo. Dude, I, hey, mom, can't figure this out. She's like, figure it out. Yeah. Did she come and start playing? My mom. Remember, my mom would. She's like, well, let me try. Dude, she tried like thirty times. She's like, bring me the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth the five ninety nine for this call. <laughs> hey, how do we do that? And you got the operator like, oh, you got to hit square B, square B, blah blah blah, and you're like, oh, click. <laughs> the hotline. Worst yeah. thing that ever happened, we were playing some game. I can't even remember what it was. And we were struggling to beat it. And my buddy Dustin said, hold on. I'm going to call my cousin. And I was like, all right. So he calls his cousin. He's like, so Lacey, how do we beat this level? I'm like, hang up the phone, man. Phone <laughs> it's like, I still get, I still get hacked on about that, man. Mm. Like, can't have, it's terrible stuff. It's terrible stuff. Now, um... So, as far as like this week and everything, uh, what else has been going on with everyone? Anything exciting? We got people marching on the Capitol, and we got teachers trying to get paid. Yeah, we, we got, talked about that last week. Yeah, we got Bringing all this stuff in going the politics. on. Yeah. So, we're going to work on, uh, I guess we're going to work on um, this new governor. Like, anybody got any ideas on who they want to vote for governor in the future? I got, I got my idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, got to think. Gotta I'm take taking your votes. I'm taking votes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of options out there. We got a lot of options. No, out you there. have one option. You got one option. All right. And uh, his name's uh, Joseph. Exactly. No, it's Joseph Malgadano or something. Is official, but it said what is, he had. Dude, it costs two thousand dollars to run for governor. Yeah, he's not. He's not joking around. You got to pay two thousand dollars to put your get your name on the ballot. Oh really? yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he he showed, he had a picture. All right, let's back up. Let me. Uh, we we need. We, we Joe. We introduced Mike to Joe Exotic a couple weeks ago. Joe Exotic. And it just so happened Joe Exotic is a big proponent of uh, Bill Seven Eighty Eight or whatever they call it, which is medical medical marijuana in Oklahoma. Hmm. So he goes down, takes it. The man sees opportunity and takes it. And goes down and hands rolling papers out to the teachers <laughs> protesting at the Capitol. And Jeff gets a picture of it, posts it on Facebook. I comment on it. And apparently a comment on that particular post warranted a friend request 
from Joe Exotic himself. Mm, yeah. So it was, it was a big day. Jeff and I, Jeff and I are now officially friends with Joe Exotic. So that's how I know. I hadn't accepted it yet. No. I, well, that's a little disappointing. Well, no disrespect. I just, I just hadn't got around doing it yet. Huh. Fastest friend request ever. Really? That I've accepted. Faster than anyone else. Faster than my wife, yeah. who was my first friend on Facebook. <laughs> She's my ride or die chick, but no, I was more pumped I did, about. I did Chelsea. watch some of his videos and. Um, you know, when you when you start looking at you know what his what his views are and what he what he wants to do, um, you know, I'm I'm for some of it, I'm against some of it, but he one thing you can take from it is the man is serious. He's not doing this as a publicity no. stunt. I believe he is one hundred percent doing and I, this because he wants to do. I think he's gonna ha on his form. You have to put your official name, mm -hmm. but then you have to put what name you're going to run as and what's going to be on the ballot. He didn't put Joe Exotic. He put man. Joe Exotic. Wow. I'm, wondering, I, I'm interested to see how many people vote for him simply because they want Governor Exotic up there. Well, he'll get a lot of us just <laughs> who aren't voting for Mary Fallon. It just depends on who well, she, well, she can't run anymore. Yeah, she that? can't run anymore. Oh, it's, that, yeah, turns up. Yeah. it's that lieutenant governor, whatever his name well, is. Well, then it's okay. going to be Nick Cornette. Was it Cornette? Okay. The mayor of Oklahoma City. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Mr. Forgettable is what I say. Yeah, yeah. No one will forget Joe Exotic on that ballot. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Now, well, and, and, and it's not hard to find out the myth of Joe Exotic. You just go to YouTube and type that in. You'll get all you want, yeah. man. It's on there. But uh, if you want to get, like, you know, the meat and potatoes of the man, Joe Exotic, that's a little bit harder to get a hold of, you know, and find out what yeah. he believes in and stuff. But he is. He's putting out videos and has been putting out videos since December. And CDs. And, um... They are uh, mixtape. Yeah, they are. They are. They are um, fiery. Uh, fiery, if anything. They. they oh yeah. He's and passionate. colorful. Yeah, he's yeah. passionate. So, but anyways, no, it's pretty interesting. But not a lot of interesting stuff going on in Oklahoma, yeah. man. As always. Yeah, and in we, we showed be, we showed that that dude from Tulsa area that put that Facebook live that kind of backfired on. Did y'all see that? Yeah. And. uh McDougal or McDungle or whatever his name is. Yeah, in his defense, quick. in his yeah. defense, he did kind of apologize for it later on. Well, yeah, that's what you usually do when you but, get embarrassed. Yeah, yourself. but dude, pol he had a po politician's wait, 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 apology. Wait, what is this? Explain it to me. Okay, so he he put on Facebook Live like basically slamming the teachers. If you get a, if you, you know, we just gave you a raise, if you're gonna act like this, I'm not voting for another stinking yeah. bill, blah, bleah. blah, blah. Oh, that guy. He, yeah. Does, yeah, he got the yeah. attitude about it. He's like, I've always supported yeah. you, but I I'm got, done. I saw that one. Which can backfire, because, like, bad. dude, they went off. Like, people started pulling up old bills that that guy voted for, and, like, no, you didn't. Ooh. You know, where he put an A. So it's like, you, you can't mess with the internet. Mm -mm. That's the one, that's the I'm one, defeated. uh, one thing. But, uh, <laughs> But anyway, he he did apologize, but but then he started saying that his daughter called him up and started crying about all the Facebooks, and it's like, look, man, if you're gonna apologize, just say you did something wrong. Don't try and victimize yourself as you apologize. Right. You know what I mean? That kind of turns me sour. Yeah, nobody's feeling sorry for you. Nope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. Ivory Tower. Exactly, and, and and like like we were saying last week, I think the Facebook Live is good because you know guys like this can. 
have a moment where they're not thinking like a politician and kind of actually get a little raw mm. and you kind of get the real picture of what they think and, and how they feel. So that's why you don't do Facebook live. Oh yeah. Well, okay. That's, that's, yeah, who's his PR now? <laughs> no, <laughs> take his phone. Could it? <laughs> take his phone. Somebody didn't run it by that. Anyway, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, it's starting to cut into my vacation time mm-hmm. now. So. You getting serious? Well, it's just, you know. You don't want I'm, to drag their feet, man. These, these protests are going to force them to have to, like, do something hard. They can't just do what they always do at the pace they always do. Well. And they're no, they don't want to work, man. They don't want to figure out how to make this happen, how to make it well, work. Well, I don't, dude. I don't think they want to be audited. That's what everyone wants. That's everyone what they wants need. They need a good audited. old investigation. Hold it now, hold it. Did our producer say something like that, and he got in some trouble? Well, <laughs> but but here's okay. Here, don't give a dissenting opinion about the teachers' protest. All right, here's here's all I'm gonna say. Here's here's all I'm gonna say is is now they're raising taxes supposedly. You know, and I do think the teachers have a lot of support, but I don't think that support is, um, what's the word? It's not going to go on forever. You know what I mean? I do think if they're not careful and they drag it out too long, it's going to turn. It's going to get to that point where you're you're negatively affecting people because the, 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 apparently the politicians have signed stuff into into legislation. Mm-hmm. So, point being is is. If you went into this thinking you're going to get a hundred percent of everything you asked for, you you need to learn how negotiation works, yeah. and and kind of get what you can get, and then keep working for the rest of it. If you're going to hold out until all that happens, I think it's a possibility that that the masses could kind of turn a little. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Public opinion, yeah, is it can be fickle. Especially if the politicians are the ones kicking things out, because apparently they're all mad now that, that they raise taxes to pay them because they don't want to pay taxes. I'm like, dude, what do you think? I, how do you think I feel? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't get a 15% raise with my tax hike, mm. you know? And so you kind of... So then the point being, though, is it could go sideways. Just it, It's just it's a tricky situation for everybody. And like I said, they just need to have good old-fashioned investigation. Oklahoma government... Needs an investigation. Mm-hmm. All government, man. I say get rid of government. Anarchy. Mm. So, so you would vote for a strong libertarian I candidate? Like... No, I would. Like? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to endorse anyone on the on the podcast. <laughs> we want to. We want to remain unbiased in our political views. <laughs> I just like leading you into things like this. It's fun. So, so, so not to give Josh and the team competition, but you ever thought about doing a podcast? Talk about the old days, you know. You know, talk about your life. I'm mm. you, you got an interesting life. My you know, coming from from the dude. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, I'm gonna steal the podcast just about on you. I got, I got a studio on my house. I'm gonna steal I got a bunch of microphones and cameras there. They don't leave it. They don't leave the house. Let's trim the fat. Get rid of these two clouds on the end. No, but I'm being serious though. You know, because you know we did his bow and it showed that you was born in Scotland. Yeah. And, you know, and you, you came to Texas. And by the way, why did your parents come from Scotland to so my that pa- part of Texas? Yeah, so so I actually made a pit stop in Florida before okay. we went there. Okay. So my parents, my dad was a missionary. My mom was a missionary also over in Scotland and helped start some churches over there. With, William Wallace? Yeah, yeah. William Wallace in the flesh. No, oh. second wow. coming. 
Yeah. That's, that's cool. Now, so my dad, my dad uh, was over there for 20 years in total, but all of us kids were born there. Me mm-hmm. and my three sisters and a brother, so five okay. of us. We moved back to the States uh, and, and landed in Gainesville, Florida. Okay. And lived there for another seven years. And uh, he was working with a church there uh, in Gainesville. And then we, um, with us, all my family is really from Texas originally, from the Lubbock area of all okay. places. All right. Well informed of Lubbock. That's why I didn't go to college. There. <laughs> uh, so they, we, we wanted to get back closer to family. We left Florida. We ended up moving back to Texas, the Panhandle. And um, yeah, talk about a culture shock from, mm-hmm. from Gainesville, Florida to Canadian Texas population, 2,300. Uh, What's the closest, like? The, the closest Walmart is, it closest is 45 to Lubbock? minutes. But is Lubbock the closest kind of big? Amarillo. 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 How far is that? 100 miles northeast. Yeah, you're in the boondoggles, man. I mean, we're Canadians 100 miles northeast of Amarillo. Because Amarillo's kind of like... Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're you right there. The cows. They right say there. the armpit of Oklahoma. So we're right there in that tuck, right on the Canadian River up there. Uh-huh. In the corner, okay. Top right corner of Texas. About yeah. 15, 20 minutes from the Oklahoma line. 30 minutes maybe. Which it's a nice town, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. They, they're, they've been, they're known for a lot of things that they do. They've had a lot of business uh, men do well for themselves, and they've kept dollars there to reinvest in the town and keep it. And you're not the only sooner they've produced. Yeah. You, they, well, we have one. Yeah, we just the quarterback. Sorry, I blanked for a second. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, one of one of uh, our quarterback there, first guy to take them, and uh, when he, I think he won back to back state championships for him. And then he came up here, uh, he walked on at OU, and he's been playing, you know, we working ran him, trying to work himself into the, to the start. I mean, he's playing back up to Baker. He was actually roommates with Baker. Yeah, they told us that. Last year. and uh, That's got to be an experience. Yeah, he can sling it. I don't know if he'll get, get his time to shine. I hope so. Yeah. Um, you never know. Um, he's, a, he's a heck of an athlete, though. Yeah. Really good yeah. player. So have you talked to him, like gave him, you know, you know, being from you know Clearwater now in Norman, you guys can Clearwater. Talk. I mean, not Clearwater, dude. Come on, yeah. man, dude. Look, if you're well, gonna, he said Florida. No, if you're gonna, if you're gonna internet stalk somebody, what? At least blow the whistle, Canadian, man. Canadian, man. I'm sorry, dude, I was thinking of Florida. Yeah, he's yeah. thinking wedgie right now. <laughs> no, I am. I've been uh, trying to reach over there for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, do you know, do you uh, you know mentor him? And, and you to, know, he's uh, several years younger. I've reached out to him a couple times just to touch base with him, okay. check in with him. I mean, I, I've did you I know him before he came to OU? Yeah, his. Okay. I mean, he was because a small town. I mean, right? Much yeah, you know you're going to know somebody. You know everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew him. You know, I. He he doesn't need any mentorship from me. He's, okay. You know, he's a he's a good kid. Knows every. I mean, he's a great ball player. So. Oh, he had the, he had Baker Mayfield there. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know yeah. Austin. You got a lot down. to offer, my man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I yeah I try to try to get with him from time to time. We've we've had a probably a standing uh, lunch date for a long time. We haven't we haven't synced up on that. I need I need to make that a bet and just go ahead and go down and yeah. Uh, yeah. meet with him and maybe he'll take me in there and show me the old the new locker room. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot different from your now. In your Canadian days, you were you were two way, weren't you? You played offense too, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was a running back in in high school. 
course, you talk about offense. Right? You always want to score touchdowns. So yeah. I'd use defense to rest. Then <laughs> there's some hilarious tape out of there. First time, <laughs> I had a real bad accident growing up, a uh, mountain climbing accident, and survived it. Missed the first game of the season, came back for the second game. And it was kind of, you know, it was one of those moments that, you know, just a, a movie moment, so to speak. First play, first time I touched the ball, busted like 70 yards for a touchdown. That's probably the worst thing that could have happened because I was gassed being the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I could not catch my breath for anything. Uh, and there's 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 game tape out there. If you contact Canadian, you could probably, I don't know, you could get it from them. I'm sitting here in a three-point, well, it was really like a four-point stance, but it's, I'm on my knees, essentially. <laughs> With a down, oh, it's ugly. It's bad tape. It's real bad tape. But, uh, yeah, I, I, defense wasn't my first priority growing growing up. You look you look back at your high school, like, film and mm. kind of like, yeah, I could have gone a little harder on that one. No question. I'm like, <laughs> how in the world did I get recruited? That's how I, 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 look, <laughs> I look at my, some of my high school stuff, and I'm like, yeah. Wow, I took a lot of plays off. Yeah. Like it is blatantly obvious yeah. when I have a shot at getting the ball and I don't because it's like that's the that's the biggest thing for a high school coach to do too is like if you can actually get in these kids' heads like not take a playoff you're going to be so successful yeah. like kind of regardless of the talent level like even if you're a little bit well that's undersized. where the, that's where the, a lot of the defensive guys go it's like okay you need eleven dudes who don't take plays off throw them on defense and mm-hmm. then put the lazy guys on offense cause, <laughs> yeah I mean that's so it was a treat when I came to college to be able to just play one way. Yeah. Even though, you know, you adapt to it. But it was um, – I always wanted to get in the end zone again. I had an opportunity in the Missouri game in 2007. We were playing here in Norman. And it was a pretty good game. I mean, it was ramped up. They were ranked fairly high. They were undefeated at that point. We met up in the regular season. And – Chase Daniels was their quarterback. Chase Daniels. We were, I mean, they were going back, trading shots back and forth all game. They were scoring. We were scoring. We were getting down into the fourth quarter, and they'd run like a speed sweep to Jeremy Macklin. And either Chase Daniels didn't get the message or Jeremy Macklin didn't get it, but they just had dropped the ball. Like, like went for the handoff. Jeremy Macklin didn't touch it. Anyways, it falls right there, and I'm like, oh. Like this is this is my time. <laughs> I can this see the end zone. Do your head, do your feet get oh, heavy when oh, that happens? So heavy. Like, and I'm just like, I mean, it's so good that I didn't get it because I would have definitely fall fell on my face. But I'm like, oh, so I'm like sprinting for the ball like this, yeah. and then my my buddy, then my roommate from college, Curtis, he comes like speeding by me, scoops it up, and I'm just like stumbling as I'm fall- I almost tackled him before he falls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. My moment, my one chance. That like, was I'll, it. I thought it was. I would. I'm getting back, back in end zone. Getting back in end zone. It was a great game, though. It was. It yeah. was a fun one. That's a, a a funny memory that I always give him crap about too. I'm like, he stole my only chance at a touchdown. Yeah. Thank you. And your dad so was much. your dad was super impressive too. I mean. A, Tons of impressive things about him stuff, but like the the Olympic stuff is super cool, man. Like yeah, yeah. Talk about a weird th- a thing that just kind of a hidden talent. I th- I'm convinced that everybody has a hidden talent. You just haven't tried it yet, really. Yeah. So like my dad, he like you know doesn't do it. Hope it minds podcasting. Right. I, I think you're onto something. I think you're onto something. There he goes. <laughs> he moves. <laughs> I was about to get apparently. It. Mike Mike's is recruiting. <laughs> Either that or he's just recruiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, we'll talk. 
We'll talk solo right here. Good, this podcast. <laughs> you even wait till the mic was off. Hey. I feel like we got some chemistry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no solo. So. <laughs> He'd be solo. He'd be the next, what is it, Tabor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're yeah. good. Sorry. We, no. It's a thing we do. So my, my dad, as he's living over there in Scotland, like he decides to get into weightlifting, like Olympic style weightlifting. Like he didn't really work out, as he tells it, man. He was like 1153 out of 1155 in a graduating class at Bel Air High School in Houston. He said 1154 didn't uh, didn't show up, and 1155 didn't know he was there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just, you know, the guy that just kind of went under the radar. He's a greaser growing up. And anyways, when he changed his life around, went over there, living there, single guy, didn't know really what he wanted to get into. Anyway, he ended up getting into Olympic training. Got really big, really strong. Uh, got into all those Olympic lifts, started doing really well. Um, he actually qualified for the Olympics. They wanted him to change his citizenship, but he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to represent Scotland. He was American. So mm. he ended up not going and uh, working. But he came to Atlanta. He, his career ended. He came to Atlanta and, and talked about dislocations. He s- dislocated his elbow Ooh. in the snatch. Ooh. So he had the snatch over his head. Oh, my God. Oh went my out. God. He talked about, like, I can't imagine. Like He didn't pop that heck into place. No. Okay. He's like, I just remember as a kid seeing it. And like, yeah, I always had it bandaged up. It was just black and blue from about like right Mm -hmm. here all the way down. Looked like, yeah. That'll make you pucker, man. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. But, uh, yeah, pretty impressive. He was always a big, he he was the guy that trained me all throughout high school and just getting, during the off season, things like that. That's awesome. Really close. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. I I really enjoy hearing those stories. Mm -hmm. Cool stuff. Now, Scotland, now how does that work? You were born there. Obviously, yeah. y'all are, you know, from here. So, do you have, like, dual citizenship or anything like I think that? I could apply for it. Yeah. I was born in Edinburgh, so it was the hospital I was born in. It's not there anymore. I don't know why that's important, but it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we actually, for my, for my hun- or our honeymoon, my wife and I, we went back to Scotland and got to visit, go around, see all the old places. Catch that's up cool. Some people that we that's cool. grew up with, uh, a lot of the uh, families that were around some of the young people that helped like watch us kids you know they're all grown now too it was cool to see everyone we enjoyed yeah, it that's cool yeah yeah scotland's a, it's a beautiful country if you ever i didn't know you were born go. in scotland yeah mm-hmm. but i don't do my research like mike apparently no <laughs> but you barely did clear water <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the best hey, part yeah. Dude, if you you want to recruit somebody hey, for a podcast, man, at, at least at least know. Texting at the same time, man. At hey, least uh, what Mike? You have my yeah, number. Exactly. Clear already know. Yeah, already don't matter. Hey, I'm gonna take him to Clearwater. <laughs> <laughs> that just came out too early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to Temple Clearwater. Clearwater. Oh man, oh man. No, that's that's awesome. Good stories. Good stories. It's always good to have someone kind of else around. It kind of turned into just. I guess me, Mike, and Josh kind of just arguing with each other and making fun of each other's stuff. Mm. So it's good to have a lot yeah. of change. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, that was a rough <laughs> podcast. Oh, kind of. about the uh, fry cook? Yeah, what, the Jeff fry the fry one. cook and y'all. Yeah, the, Dude, I was I was trying to show them something that I thought was pretty cool, and they're like, "Everybody, that's it." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, man, it never was, mind." <laughs> the problem Sorry. was it wasn't cool. It, it sucked just, so bad. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, like, yeah. 
was yeah, like, like, all right, what man. Was it? Wasn't it Tiger or something? No, it was, it was a, a it was a it was a gender it was a gender reveal with an alligator. Yeah. Oh yeah. These sickos were hoping the kid laying on the ground got <laughs> snapped up by the alligator. <laughs> I'm just like, hey man, this is a pretty creative way to do something. Yeah. They're like, that's it. I know. We look at it like, it was really. You know, it got tempting when yeah. the alligator closed his mouth and pointed towards the kid. Yeah, he doesn't like, like, walk off with... Come on. Mike's like, doesn't walk off with the old lady's man. leg or something, man. man. What, what's going on here, Josh? Like, I'm like, all right, man, next, the next video. The ending of that video was worse than the ending to my story, I felt so. <laughs> <laughs> That's how speaking bad it was. was. Speaking of gators, when I lived in Florida, we actually had a pet gator. <laughs> See? Do you know that one? We tried no, to feed it, there, though. We tried to feed it. And it wouldn't eat. Like, we tried to feed it like a, a mouse. And the mouse would just yeah, ride around on his head. Like, he wouldn't eat the mouse. <laughs> oh, buddies, mouse man. Either, man. That's five folks. Like, try to feed him hot dogs. You didn't even eat, that. You eat the hot dogs. Did you ever try to feed him a chicken? I think they like chickens. You try this, to feed thing, him, this thing wouldn't eat. You try to feed him a little kid. He eventually, <laughs> he eventually came back to live in Lubbock, Texas. Everything comes back to Lubbock, I guess. Everything comes back. My papa, he took him. And brought him back to Lubbock, and he put him in his pond at his house. And he had like an atrium set up, and he had his little pond. But he had these doves in there, and he started noticing that the doves started disappearing. You called it chicken. And, like that, like yeah. that and then he looks over there by the pond. There's all these feathers just right there. That, that gator was just sitting there, just snapping them up. There you go, one by one. That was the end of the gator. We didn't see him after that. Yeah. Grandpa hey, got a new gator. belt too. Yeah. Fried gator <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Gator shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Make a wallet out of this thing. Yeah. All right, man. That's, that's good stuff. All right, man. Where are we at on time, Corey? Shoot. <laughs> An hour and 20 minutes. Okay. Oh, that's a long go. time. It's a good place, man. Good place to wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, Appreciate was, you coming awesome. on. Yeah, no, thank you. This has that been a awesome. blast. I, I love the idea of a podcast. I've always been. See? Crazy interested in just See? what they are. Hey, man. How you, how you just branching out. That? You got hey. a partner ready and waiting. Well, apparently. <laughs> but, just, no, man. Uh, you just add another picture on that one. Welcome. <laughs> uh, welcome back anytime, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was cool. Please do. Anyway. I got one more bonus video for you guys. All right. Okay. Bonus yeah, video. Bonus sticks with the theme of uh, injury. Oh. Uh, Oh, dude, play that again. Oh. Did he crush that fireplace? He crushed that. I think he crushed his neck. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> the sound, the sound Did he have right? shirts tied together on that? What's he doing? I know. What was that? Was, was he that trying to sheets? escape? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, here, here we go again. That's kind of like Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, he did, man. Oh. How? Oh. What was he doing? Was he yeah. climbing Look. up into a room yeah. or something? Whoa. Most likely, he left his meth in the room upstairs. <laughs> and that no, was the best it looked like he was coming down. Yeah. It looked like it was one of those things. It was like, I wonder if... All right. No, here's what I bet. I that's bet a, that's a real thing. Like you could really climb down with sheets tied together, and they were like, "Nah, I oh, bet you, you can." Let He's me like, redeem myself and tell a story that has a good ending before we end this. this mm. That reminds me. You feel when I was at OSU. No, when I was at OSU, one summer, me and my friends, we were all living in this house together, and we we were going out one night, 
Mm. And this old man, he just kind of shows up out of nowhere. And he kind of had that little wine over to him. Josh, the fry cook showed up again. <laughs> <laughs> See, can't, can't get it done. But anyways, so this guy's name was Harry. And Harry was kind of a wino of sorts. And he lived just down the road. And his apartment was above like someone's garage. You didn't take him to the nursing home, did you? No. All right. Anyways, one day... Harry, after hanging out with us, because we kind of buddied up to him, he comes up and he's like, hey, I'm locked out of my apartment. Can one of y'all help me get in there to get some stuff out? And they're like, all right. So Bo and Casey go over there. Casey, he gets, he gets under the window. Bo climbs up on his shoulders, and he opens the window. And right before he crawls in there, he looks over at Harry, and he goes, so Harry, is there going to be anybody in there waiting on me when I get in there? And Harry said, God bless you if there is. <laughs> Anyways, Bo crawled in there. It looked like a wino's house. So he had to get some cigarettes. He'd been kicked out and evicted. But oh, I was yeah. hoping they were breaking God, in. I know. God bless you if there is. <laughs> I know it's something else. Something else. I'm, we're still waiting for the end of the story. The waiting mm. of the end of the story. Because he the, didn't. The wait. story, though, I think the punchline is is Harry's response to if there's someone. In there. <laughs> God bless you if there is. I mean, one time I, uh, I was in uh, California, went to a hotel, and. Uh, I was like 307. Anyway, what? I misread the door numbers. So I'm trying to get in the door. And it's not. Instead of going down saying, hey, my key doesn't work, I convinced the cleaning lady to let me in. She unlocks it for me. And I roll my bag in and find the biggest, fattest man <laughs> in nothing but his whitey tidy skivvies yes, with a pizza on his stomach. No. Not a pizza box with a pizza in it. The whole pizza. A pizza <laughs> on his stomach. He took it out of the box. No. <laughs> it was the most. And the funniest thing is, is we made eye contact with each other. <laughs> and I. I <laughs> To this day, did you, did you get a slice of that pizza? No, <laughs> no, it was, was I'm, it I'm like, <laughs> like my bad, man. But the man's look on his face was—I think he he expected I was like I was a hitman. Like there was fear in his eye, like I had come to take him out. But there was an expectation, like he knew it was coming. Oh, you wow. know what I mean, dude. He what just didn't want to be taken out in his underwear and a piece on his belly. Hey, you're probably right, man. Like, hey, man, can I put on some clothes? But, yeah, it was the, it was the most awkward thing ever. Or he so, was hoping you come and braid his chest hairs or something. But, but that's the thing, man. <laughs> to this day, he's telling a story. Yeah, he's telling a story. He's like, so I was sitting here eating my yeah. pizza. Yeah. I got my pizza. Oh, this guy. Yeah. He just <laughs> Here's the best part. The best part was my, my room was across the hall. My key worked just fine. I was sitting there trying to get in the room. Oh, <laughs> that poor. Anyway. All right, man. That's top of the Dude Chain episode 25. Thanks again, Woo! Austin. Yeah, uh, Austin. Hit us up social media. You got anything to plug? Live, live it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's that Texas. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Stay tuned for my podcast coming out apparently in the next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey producing everybody. Yeah. Listen, listen. You know what Mike's attempt to get uh, Austin on a podcast reminds me of? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I know. <laughs>
All right, man. That's top of the dude chain. Thanks again. We'll see y'all. See you guys. Bye.